All right, mama, you started your business because you're great at what you do and you want to do it on your terms. Hello, freedom and flexibility. But you're a couple of years in, handcuffed your biz more overwhelmed than ever. You feel like you're not doing anything well at work or with your fam. If that's you, stay tuned. I'm Ridhu Parikh, mom of two, wife of one, former professional organizer turned productivity pro, here to help women like you with growing businesses stop drowning and start controlling all your demands and distractions. Welcome to Productivity on Purpose. Sweet friend, how are you? Welcome to the Productivity on Purpose podcast. I hope your week is going fantabulous. And I so appreciate you being here for this burst of inspiration. And I hope you walk away with something you can put into practice immediately. And on that note, I want to read a review from a week 23 or A-W-A-K 23. It's freaking awesome. And talk about putting things into practice right away. A star plus, plus, plus student here. Uh, so here's what she wrote. Changed how I work. Well, I never leave reviews because I forget. I had to come here to recommend episode 154 on great practical and easy tips to follow to increase productivity. I'll be honest that I've listened to a lot of Mridhu's podcasts, but this one is the best one because I knew exactly how to put it into practice. I'm so much more productive at work now, whereas before I'd be so stressed all day and week because I knew I was procrastinating tasks and got distracted so easily. So I just felt defeated and then I got nothing done. I now go offline from tech for at least 30 minutes, then increase my timer if I'm feeling good about it on a roll. I turn on my Outlook to offline my phone and Teams on my laptop to Do Not Disturb. I knew the Do Not Disturb feature existed on my phone, but I just ignored it until this podcast. I felt so accomplished on Monday, and even though I wasn't able to finish everything on my list, I mean, listen, who does? Another work in progress, but I only and I only set the timer to 45 minutes in two chunks. Thank you so much, Mridhu. No, thank you so much. Oh, week 23, that's how you say it, because I'm just so, I love that. First of all, truly when I say it means so much to me when I'll leave a review, I cannot, like words can't express how much it means. So I love to know, yes, someone out there is listening, You're it's impactful, and star student there. Like way to put it all into practice immediately. So thank you. And of course, I'm going to, recommend or encourage any of you listening to go ahead and do the same. It doesn't, of course, need to be that long. A line or two, let me know you found this valuable. It really does help with rankings and algorithms and helping me get seen. And you know what? It really inspires me to provide more great information and knowledge and expertise week after week. So thank you. All right. So today I'm talking about a very exciting topic because I know it applies to you and your most motivated friends and your least motivated friends, and your mama, and your best version of yourself, and the worst version of yourself, and your husband, and your kids, and and the leaders in the world, and everybody, because it's all about procrastinating and how to do it properly. Here's the deal. Every single person procrastinates on some things, often many things, depending on what lights them up and what doesn't. No one, hear me, Hear me, sister, no one is exempt from this. Even that person you think who always gets everything done and you're wondering how does she or he get that all done? How do they do it all? Oh my gosh, they must wake up at 4 a.m. and get everything done all the time and never procrastinate. No, 
they procrastinate, right? We love to do the things we love to do. And yes, some of us can push ourselves more on things we don't love to do, but there's still something that they don't want to do that they're not doing, right? As per, Or they're not doing it as they quote unquote when they should, okay? So knowing that if you self-proclaim as a procrastinator, think about what you're saying. Because guess what? Everyone is in one form or degree. Everyone is a procrastinator, but they don't go around necessarily saying it. Okay. So just like people don't walk around and say, hi, I'm a human because everybody is a human. So stop saying that you're a procrastinator. Stop saying that's who you are. Stop labeling yourself as a procrastinator. It, I, it kills me when I talk to amazing women and they're the first thing, you know, we get on the phone and maybe we're doing a consult and I feel for you. I'm not like my heart goes out, but I hate, I feel like, okay, we're going to change this language around because they're like, first thing, look, I'm such a procrastinator. I don't know why I procrastinate. I procrastinate on everything. So when you say that, you accept and embrace that identity, right? And so once that's your belief, it is your identity. It's just simply who you are. So you're like, hey, I'm with you and I'm a procrastinator. I put off everything that's important to me. I have no agency over my own actions and I'm always behind and I'm a failure. <laughs> tell me about you, right? That is literally what you're saying. So what the hell? Stop. Stop that right now. Everyone procrastinates. You are not a special snowflake. And you also don't get to hide behind the idea that you're a procrastinator to justify you not getting the things done that you want to get done. Okay. So let's just start right there. No more. Take that out of your language. It is not your identity because everybody does it. And everybody, everyone who's human doesn't walk around and say, hi, hi, I'm a human. You don't need to say you're a procrastinator. Okay. So we're beginning there. And now let's move into this a bit. So as you know, procrastination is the act of delaying or postponing something. Okay. It does not make up your identity. It doesn't mean who you are. It's just an, an act or behavior that maybe you demonstrate or you show and it can be changed. So last thing I'll say on this. So what I've learned about self-proclaimed procrastinators is that they are very effective human beings. They're very good being human beings. They are awesome people. Most you're if you're listening, you're probably a woman. You are very well respected. You're admired for your accomplishments and for everything you get done. So you can procrastinate and still be seen as someone who is accomplished, right? Which is yet another reason you don't want to self-identify as the procrastinator, but you can do it in a productive way. Because there are good, healthy, rewarding, intentional ways of procrastinating, which is such good news. And there are some that are not so maybe as intentional or as rewarding. But here's the thing. The key idea is that procrastinating typically doesn't mean doing nothing at all. So let's say you're procrastinating whatever task you have to do. You need to do some research or respond to an email that takes a lot of thought. Uh, or you need to do your taxes or your bills or... Uh, clean up that drawer, have a hard conversation with someone, right? It's not like you're sitting there typically, unless it's maybe a Saturday afternoon and you're binge watching Netflix. I get that. But typically you're not just sitting there on the couch, looking straight ahead, doing absolutely nothing, right? Procrastinators are usually doing marginally useful things. Like maybe, like me, when you're procrastinating, you just love to jump into the dishes, or gardening, or folding sheets, or thinking about how you might reorganize your files someday, 
or scrolling Facebook and seeing like what your friends are up to or going through your to-do list and reorganizing the to-do list, right? There is something that you are actually accomplishing. Like you are doing something, okay? It's not what you think you want to be doing. It's likely not that, but you're doing something. And again, marginally useful. And so you do this thing so you don't truly do the important thing, right? The thing that you're like, I know I should be doing, right? This is really important. It'd make me feel so good to be a weight off my shoulders. So this is the concept of productive procrastination. You don't necessarily get the important things done, but you will do something that's useful. It's less important, but nonetheless important, okay? It's something you want to do. It's on the list, but it's really not that important. Okay, so here's how it works. You have this list of tasks you write down, hopefully. You know, you're like using a, a task list, a to-do list, you're writing things down. And maybe you even start thinking about, okay, what's the priority of this? What's most important? Maybe it's a deadline related. Maybe it's you know, something I promised somebody. Maybe I just like would feel amazing to get this done and I'm putting it off, right? So you prioritize this, these tasks or your goals for the week, for the, for the day. And typically the ones that are most urgent, they're most important, they're on top. Right. But then there's also all these other tasks that are lower down on the list, right? Cause everything can't be on top and they are, they are worthwhile. They're things you got to get done. So instead of doing one of those top ones, you start thinking about some of the lower ones because it's easier, right? Totally normal. So keep in mind, I also want to say this for procrastination to be considered productive. The thing that you're doing while procrastinating has to be beneficial. So I earlier said Facebook. I shouldn't probably have said that because it's probably not the most beneficial unless there's something really specifically you're looking on up on there. But there are other things you can do that are very beneficial. Like, okay, so for example, if my son is studying for a test, then and then he's just like doesn't want to study anymore, or he's procrastinating studying actually, and he does homework for another class, that counts as productive procrastination because it's something he needs to do anyway. It is beneficial, right? But if he should be studying for a test and instead he's like playing video games or wants to go sit in the hot tub, that wouldn't count as productive procrastination since it's not helpful or necessary. And as such, it would simply be considered a, a form of regular unproductive procrastination. Okay. So, so just want to make that distinction there. So I'm talking about the pro- productive procrastination is actually helping or benefiting you with stuff you have to get done. Okay. So doing the productive procrastination tasks becomes a way of not doing the things higher up on the list. And with this sort of like task structure, you actually still become, as a procrastinator, a useful human, a useful citizen, okay? And what that means is that a a procrastinator, you might consider yourself a procrastinator, you can still have that reputation for getting a lot done. Okay, so you might end up then if you're using this structure often, you might get stuff done that is not a high priority, but it's still something that's on your list. So it does hold value. It shouldn't be altogether dismissed. It's not like you're doing nothing, but it also shouldn't be confused as total productivity, right? Which means, as you know, my definition is always the emotion you feel when you get the results you want. So if you're not doing the top things, you're doing other things that are useful, but they're not on the top of the list, it's productive procrastinating 
But to me, it's not like that product productivity that's like, oh my gosh, I nailed it today. I slayed the day. I feel so good about what I got done. So there is value in it. I don't want to dismiss value. It's not like you got nothing done, but it's not going to be on the stuff that's going to fast track you to the goals that matter most to you. So what do you do in this situation? Like when you're like, this is so me, I got it. Okay. So the first step is to be aware that you are doing this in the first place. Maybe you're not thinking this is so me until you hear this and you're like, yeah, that's me. I feel really productive all day. But then when I think it through, they're like the things lower on the list. Like I can tell you (laughs) when I am procrastinating what I really should be doing, my kitchen is freaking spotless. Spotless, my friend. Seriously, I like wipe the counters down. I've cleaned the sink. I'm scrubbing the floor or like sweep the floor. I mean, all the dishes are put away. It is spotless because of course, right in that moment when I'm supposed to be doing the thing I need to be doing, I'm like, oh God, is steam over there? Oh my God, that's so so annoying. Oh, the the kitchen is, the sink is full. I can't even, I can't even focus until that's fixed. And all of a sudden I can always say, but my kitchen is completely spotless. It's a good chance I've been procrastinating something I really should be doing. So this first step is about awareness. This is not shame. It's not shame. It's okay to be productively procrastinating if you know you're doing it. We have to be aware of it. Okay, once you're aware of it, then you can decide, shall I continue to be, shall I continue to do this? And that's okay. Some days like that's the right thing for you. Or you can say, you know what? No, self move, move on. Let's do this for two more minutes and then get to the thing you should be doing. But you can't do that without the awareness. So the first thing is when you're doing the thing, just ask yourself, is this, am I okay with what I'm doing right now? Or is there a better use of my time? I know sometimes it can be a good use of your time, which I'll get into in just a second. Okay. So number one, we, we increase the awareness and strategy one. Then if you're like, okay, I really should be doing something else. Take one small step toward the thing you are actually procrastinating, you know, like not cleaning the kitchen, but making the follow-up calls that you're procrastinating. So what's one small step of doing that? Of the follow-up calls for me, it would be literally getting my AirPods and getting my phone. Like that's just like one small step. If I have the AirPods in, I have the phone, I'm a little bit more likely to make a call because I have the resources right in front of me, you know, or pull up that email. Um, do the things. The hardest part of anything, anything is starting, which is why you've heard me many times say, don't wait around for motivation. The hardest part is starting. So like going to the gym, if you're procrastinating that, the hardest part is getting to the gym. So the first step might be getting your shoes on, right? Or getting your workout clothes on. That's the hardest part. If you need to do those follow-ups again, you know, the hardest part might be just getting the names and the contact information together of the people you need to follow up with. But nine out of 10 times, if I can start, I can carry myself through and get a lot done. Maybe not finish it, maybe not get halfway done, but I get a good amount done, enough that it starts making me feel really good that I made some progress on the thing. And then the other time, right, if it's nine out of 10 times, but the other time I don't, I, I can't get myself to carry through well, maybe that's just a signal to me to know that I just need to go do something else. Like maybe I do need to focus on the productive procrastinating. Maybe I need to focus on unproductive procrastinating. Maybe I just need to do something fun. Maybe I need to go for a walk. Maybe I need to do, which is, by the way, I think very productive as well. But like 
Maybe it's okay at that moment. I need to take a break. I need to recalibrate. I need to rejuvenate. I need to reassess. I need to like step back and that's okay. Okay. All right. Strategy number two, put a time limit on it, sweetie, a time limit. Okay. Now that you're aware of what you're doing, are you aware that I am procrastinating what I should be doing with possibly something else that feels really productive, but that's just, you know, my way of not doing the thing I need to be doing. Allow yourself to do it. Just what I was saying earlier for a bit, a bit, like 10 minutes, like 15 minutes, and then get back to the thing you're actually supposed to be doing. You're basically using your productive procrastinated task as an upfront reward. So usually rewards are after you complete something, right? You're like, I'm going to finish this thing and then I'm going to go allow myself whatever to get on social media or, or, I mean, in my sad case, it would be like do the dishes because I really do love cleaning, seeing a clean kitchen. But sometimes you're like, I'm just going to do this before. But the only way that this can work, the only way that this can work is if you put a timer on it. Those small productivity breaks give you a sense of accomplishment and help reduce that anxiety you have, right? Then your day-to-day life, all that anxiety. So again, it's not a bad thing, but you've got to put a timer on it. Otherwise, you know, you know what will happen. You'll either spend hours on your productive procrastinated task and completely neglect your real priority, or you'll find five other productive procrastinated tasks and still completely neglect your real priority. Am I right or am I right? Right? No bueno. You must put a time parameter around it, not just in your head. It won't work. You must use a tool, not a watch, not a clock. You've heard me talk about this a million times. Use an actual, put a, put a timer on your phone. On the episode that I was reading that review about uh, on the distractions, was that 154, I think? Uh, I talked about the timer cube. Use the timer cube. It's my favorite, 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 favorite thing ever. You know, put a timer on it. Don't rely on your brain. Not going to work. Strategy number three, embrace time crunch. Okay, this one you're probably not expecting me to say, but what I'm about to say, you're probably not expecting this. So hold on to your seats, lady. One of the reasons we like to, to procrastinate, right, is that it creates the needed additional stress to push us to complete tasks or projects. Sometimes, the added pressure of limited time can help us focus and prioritize better. So sometimes, yes, sometimes, not always, sometimes when you have enough time, you can let yourself wait until towards that end, like towards that deadline, towards the last moment. And you can allow yourself to do this when you have the awareness. You actually feel less stressed because you're like, I have the awareness that I'm doing a productive procrastinated task so that I'm a little bit more up against the deadline or the time frame for the procrastinated task. And I, I know from my experience that I will get through it with more focus. You don't want to, however, leave so little time that you are getting through it with anxiety and stress and overwhelm. Okay, so be very, very intentional about it. It really comes down to just Thinking through, because you can use this again as another strategy that helps you get through your true priorities. You have to think that through. What is the feeling I want from it? Can I do it? Can I kind of do it in that last hour or two hours or the last day 
in a way that I still feel calm and relaxed and just good about it. But if I'm doing it in a way that makes me feel overwhelmed and scattered and just anxious, that is not the right way. No. Okay, so in general, you want to use productive procrastination only when the benefits outweigh the costs. Such as like when you're likely, when you're going to procrastinate on an important task for an hour, regardless, then you may as well get some minor tasks done in the meantime, right? Otherwise, otherwise you should likely focus on overcoming your procrastination instead. If you're like, this is not going to help me, I don't have time for the minor tasks, then the more beneficial thing to do is to overcome the procrastination and do some of the things I just laid out. Like take the, what's the, ask yourself, what's the one small step that I can take towards that bigger priority? You know, or can I put a time limit on the productive procrastinate a task for 10 minutes and then move on to the thing I should be doing? Okay. In summary, the way I've laid out productive procrastination means that it's considered to be a behavior that involves doing beneficial things. And that can be intentional, it can be unintentional. But if you make it intentional, then you're going to have a better result of how you feel. You will, even your like productive procrastinated tasks will feel more productive. Okay, this is different from active procrastination, which is about deliberately postponing tasks and by doing things that are not useful and not beneficial, like social media often, like sitting down and, you know, binge watching TV. Whereas productive procrastination is really about doing beneficial things while postponing doing the more important things. So I hope you see that difference there. And remember, the key to all of this is your own self-awareness. You have the agency to make that decision. Should it be a productive procrastinated task? Do I need an unproductive procrastinated task? Or do I really not, do I really don't even need either of those? And should I just start moving on my procrastinated task? I am also going to link to a couple of episodes on beating procrastination because I know I'm not necessarily like addressing that here, but I definitely have in the past. So be sure to check them out. All right. So there we go. That is how to procrastinate more productively and tap into your awareness, which now serves up the challenge of the week. You've spent your precious time with me and I want to make it 100% worth it. Here is the deal. You are going to procrastinate something in the next 24 hours. How do I know this? Uh, because, wait, um, wait, how do I know? Oh, yeah, yes, because you're a human. <laughs> so the homework is this. <laughs> Number one, be aware of it. And be aware of what you are putting your time towards when you're procrastinating. Is it productive or is it unproductive? If it's unproductive and you'd like it to be productive, change it to a productive procrastinated task. On the flip, if it's unproductive productive, and you want it to be that way, you need that break. You're like, I absolutely need to do something unproductive right now. Like you want and need true downtime, then keep going and doing what your badass self is doing. But either way, be intentional about it. That is the big takeaway from today. One way to remember to be intentional about it is to Put a time parameter on it and then also take one step. I guess that was two ways. Sorry. <laughs> All right. So how was that for your inspiration today, my friend? Listen, it doesn't stop there. 
Get your hands on awesome free resources about how to stop procrastinating, how to get focused, how to take back control of your day. You'll also get on my weekly email list, which is a burst of inspiration right in your inbox with a behind the scenes look at how I get more done with less stress every week. You will see why so many women are signing up. So come over to lifeisorganized.com forward slash resources and get your hands on all those goodies. Again, thank you so much for being here, for your listening ear, and for just jumping real quick on your, if you're listening on your iPhone, just jump on Apple Podcasts, give me a real quick review. You know, hopefully it's a good one. Leave your, if it's not good, leave it to yourself. <laughs> think of it in your mind. And if, no, no, but honestly, it helps me so much. I really can't thank you enough. And as always, you are the best for showing up here. Thank you from the bottom of my heart for your time, your loving vibes, positive energy, and know that I am sending them right back your way. Here's to getting more of the right things done and embracing productivity and purpose. I'll catch you next time.